when's the next plane for New York? Who do I see about a ticket? Zabel, Frederick. Who's in charge around Mr. here? Mr. Pendleton, will you stop this commotion? Commotion? I'm just trying to find out about a plane. What's the trouble? Messenger 7013 reporting, sir. No trouble at all, well, sir. There's no trouble yet, but there's going to be plenty if... Are you the boss here? Mr. Pendleton, a little more respect. This is Mr. Jordan. Look, Mr. Jordan, I want to get a plane for New York. Who do I see about a ticket? What is the meaning of this? Meaning? I just explained it to you. A very difficult case, sir. Fought me tooth and nail all the way up here. Fought him. How do you like that? Don't waste your time listening to this comic. He's got a screw loose someplace. You know what he keeps telling me? <laughs> he keeps telling me I'm dead. And you most certainly are. Otherwise, I shouldn't have taken you. You hear that? I'm afraid you are. Ah, uh, what? Dead. Hello and welcome to Original Remake, the podcast where we discuss an original film and its remake. Well, not always, Mike. Sometimes we don't talk about a remake. Peter, that's the name of the show, Original Remake. Well, yeah, but what I meant was the remake featured on the show is a sequel, a, a reboot, or unofficial retelling of the same story. So you're saying we're remaking the premise of this podcast? Yes, because just like Hollywood, on Original Remake, we are that unoriginal. Well, we are doing a movie podcast, Peter, so, yeah. Okay, um, it's, it's been a while, so I guess we'll just kind of jump into it. Uh, hello and welcome back to an episode of uh, Original Remake. It's been a while. It's been a while, Michael, but uh, we are finally back and, um, you know, dusted off these uh, microphones and seats and... Uh, hopefully we remember how to do this. Did you bring your saxophone? I brought uh, my saxophone. I put away the flute uh, for for this one, and um, I put away the joke books. I'm just going to tell the some bad jokes, jokes. Uh, to to represent one of the <laughs> movies we watched for this episode. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, n- not only did we come back, we actually brought a guest on to the show as well. Uh, joining us is Alyssa from the Hindsight Podcast. Hey, Alyssa. Hey. So there's a little bit of a inside baseball, I guess, to the reason we have you on this uh, episode with us. Um, both you and I joined uh, Michael here on his show, War Machine vs. War Horse. You can find that uh, at followingfilms.com. Um, we, what was it? We did Heaven Can Wait and also... Defending Your Defending Life. Defending Your Life. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Man, I completely forgot that title. <laughs> but we were talking about Heaven Can Wait and how... There's all these different remakes of it, and Mike, I think you kind of threw out like, "Why don't we just do that for original remake?" And and here we are. Make it easy on us. We'd already watched one of them, so let's watch two <laughs> more of the exact same story. <laughs> yeah, it was a little. It got a little boring, you know. I'm just like, all right, I, I, I they're just, you know, it's the same beat every single movie, just about. Um, but obviously, they tackle certain things a little bit differently. But before we get into our movies, uh, Lisa, can you tell us about the Hindsight Podcast? Uh, what you guys do over there, and maybe an episode uh, listeners can uh, check out. Yeah, so Hindsight Movie Podcast is uh, me, Sam, and Matt, which is my husband and my brother-in-law. And we sit around and talk about movies that you can find on streaming services. Uh, Most of our movies come from Netflix and Amazon, but we have some HBO Go and stuff like that in there. Um, And we just like to talk about kind of how that movie is aged and where it fits into like the cultural context nowadays. So previously we've done American beauty. I think that's my favorite episode. We did Mad Max um, where we have iron giant and Mojave coming up. So it's kind of all over the map. We try and touch like every genre. So yeah, that way you can open it up to different types of listeners and stuff. I like that. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. I want to mention that uh, American Beauty was the first episode I listened to. And I was like, oh, I like this show. So I'm glad I apparently started with the, the best one there. I, I had good taste, but it was completely it's my random. Favorite. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> I just like, oh, I've seen American Beauty. I'll, I'll listen to that one. So yeah, it was, uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, and yeah, it's relatively new, right? Like it's just. Mm-hmm. We just started in January. So uh, Alyssa has made the poor business decision to become a podcaster like myself <laughs> and Peter. Uh, but she's not bitter about it like us. So uh, check not out yet. Hindsight Movie Podcast uh, after you're done listening to our bitterness, uh, probably after watching Down to Earth, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, Down to Earth, speaking of. So let's talk about uh, our two movies here. Finally, uh, both movies are American-made, uh, so I have no issues uh, pronouncing <laughs> some of the names. You know, um, also the reason movie. I have you do the original movie intro, so I don't <laughs> have to. I just do the stupid American remakes that star Ben Affleck or something. Didn't didn't one time we we like flip flopped and it's still like you know I shot myself in the foot. I still like the remake was a Ford movie maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm I played the dumb redneck and you're the more cultured. Uh, you live in Portlandia, so you're, you're very hip. Uh, I just assume you speak all sorts of languages out there, so. That that's why you have to do the foreign films. Not this time. You're doing right. You're doing uh, about as white and vanilla as it gets this time. With here comes Mr. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. But uh, here comes Mr. Jordan is the title. Uh, this came out in 1941, based off of a play called Heaven Can Wait. Uh, kind of an interesting uh, change in title there. This stars Robert Montgomery uh, as the lead here. He plays uh, Joe. Pendleton. Uh, we also got uh, Mr. Jordan, who is like um, a lead angel, I guess you can call him, played by Claude Rains. Messenger 7013 is Edward Everett Horton. Good lord. It's a this, hell of a name. name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Corkle, we'll just call him Corkle. That's played by James Gleason. Uh, in this story, Joe Pendleton is a, he's a boxer and I guess an amateur pilot uh, who dies while trying to it, the way I saw it, and I had to read the plot to kind of make sure, but I thought that he just died because he was playing his saxophone. <laughs> instead of you flying know, the like, plane. <laughs> fly, instead of flying the plane. You know how you're not supposed to text when you drive? So he was like playing his saxophone while while flying. And I didn't know that it was actually like a malfunction. So that's something that I missed initially. Uh, but he crashes, and uh, Messenger 7013 here, he rescues Joe uh, prematurely. And because of this, he is uh, given a second chance to kind of uh, go back and relive life. But his body had been cremated, and now he has to take on a uh, like a, a different body. And um, and then we'll kind of get into the rest of it, I guess, from there. So in the uh, the remake, uh, we're, as we said earlier, we're skipping Heaven Can Wait, the Warren Beatty version, uh, in hopes that you will download uh, War Machine vs. War Horse and listen to – that particular episode, which is also coming out this week, if I'm not lazy. And um, the third version of this, I guess, official version, Down to Earth, stars Chris Rock. And the directors were the Whites Brothers, who I believe up to this point had done American Pie, I think was their previous That's film. Right. Yep. Uh, one of them, I think I think they split up. One would go on to do About a Boy, like the following year, which I'm a big fan of. Uh the screenplay also by them, and they credit uh, Elaine May and Warren Beatty as well, I guess because it's uh, heavily lifting a lot of the elements from uh, Heaven Can Wait. Uh, but here, instead of an athlete, we've had a boxer and a football player in those two versions. We have Chris Rock playing and really stretching here as a stand-up comedian. 
<laughs> now, I guess where he is stretching is uh, that this particular film is PG-13, and his comedy is uh, decidedly not, more often than not. Uh, so we have him struggling through most of the film uh, to play at the Apollo before uh, it is shut down. That's sort of his dream, uh, as opposed to uh, you know becoming a heavyweight boxing champion or a Super Bowl champion. Now, how he dies is not by playing the saxophone while flying a plane. Uh, it's a little more uh, grounded, a little more simple. He's riding a bike and uh, gets hit by a truck. Uh, I believe they try to put some of the blame on him for, or I guess the blame on Regina King, who becomes the love interest for crossing the street, and he takes his eyes off the road and gets hit by a semi-truck, which is like a very bad like middle school sort of PSA <laughs> about like doing bad things and getting killed for them. Uh, but in this case, it is American Pie alum uh, Eugene Levy, who is the, the angel that uh, takes him away uh, a few seconds too early, presumably because Chris Rock's character would somehow survive that and face a lot of rehab uh, if, he, if he made it through. Uh, he gets reprimanded by Chaz Palminteri, who plays a character called King, who's kind of the guy in charge in heaven. And like the previous film, they send the character back to try to find him a body uh, so he can complete uh, his goal of performing at the Apollo. Uh, in this case, it's complicated because uh, he goes back in the <laughs> guise of a rich old white man. And Chris Rock, uh, his perspective is a little bit different than a rich old white guy. So the comedy doesn't really play as well. Um and, uh, yeah, that's, there's also some hijinks with another American Pie uh, character, Stifler's mom, who in this case is uh, uh, using her sexual prowess to attempt to kill uh, poor Chris Rock, but doesn't succeed. And also has a fling with some dude from Allie McBill, which is disgusting. So, <laughs> <laughs> that, as you can tell, that's what I took from it. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's very similar, except, you know, there's, it's, uh, I guess, different sensibilities from being an early 2000s film and then an early 1940s film. Uh, so, uh, Alyssa, since you're the guest, you know, what, what are some of the, uh, you know, the biggest differences if someone was coming to this material for the first time as far as uh, what they would get with very similar stories, you know, how they handle the comedy, how they handle the characters? Ooh, okay. Well, um, first of all, the first thing that, struck me is the lingo in both of the movies like the speech patterns mm -hmm. are very like indicative of the decade they were made in like i think um here comes mr jordan he kept saying about uh i gotta get my body in the pink and i was like what does that mean and he said it five or six times and i got it like after context you know i guess it's like to get in shape or whatever i looked it I up like, I've, on my phone i've never heard that yeah <laughs> and my wife said the same thing she's like why does he keep saying that and I'm right. like, that sounds really dirty, but I'm assuming it wasn't in 1941. And yeah, it was like to get healthy, to get fit. Yeah. Kind of so, wish we still then, said that. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I'd never heard it before then. Um, and then, of course, Chris Rock has a lot of very 2000s like speech patterns, especially, you know, like with his cultural subset and everything. So that was the first major difference that I noticed for what's essentially the same plot and they both actually stick pretty close to the source material, I guess, because pretty much like play by play, it's the same thing, but it's very tailored to the audience that they were going for, I guess, demographically. So, now, Peter, you're a huge was, fan of Down yeah. Earth, right? Based on what you I said previously. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I remember that from some previous comments. 
No, I I remember not liking the movie, but um, I do remember some things about it that that kind of stuck with me. You know, um, you know, obviously this is jumping around, but uh, when I watched Down to Earth, I I don't remember if I saw it before or after Heaven Can Wait, but I felt like for whatever reason, more things stuck out in Down to Earth. And I remember at the end of, mo- of the movie where they basically wipe Chris Rock's memory, and I'm just like, man, why would they do something like that? And um, so that always stuck with me, and I don't know. They do it in all, all of the movies, uh, really. And researching uh, the little bit that I did, I, I guess there's a, an Indian version of the of this concept as well, which I would m- much rather have done over <laughs> down to earth. You know what's um, funny is we've we've done like 35 episodes of this podcast, and you always come up with some Indian version, and you always say I would have rather seen that one. So. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is the last time I said something like that, I think was for The Longest Yard, which also had Chris Rock in it. That's true. Um, you know, and, and then I think there was like a, another version that was actually like, I had like Vinnie Jones, you know, that was like. Um, so the uh, British version, presumably. Yeah, the British version. So there was, yeah, there's always, I mean, hey, they're there, you know, maybe we should just, before we decide to do Down to Earth, like, you know what, maybe there might be another version. But Down to Earth, the title is actually taken from the sequel of uh, Here Comes Mr. Jordan. And I guess that one has like Rita Hayworth in it too, and also Corkle, uh, the I character returns. I almost watched that accidentally. Did you? And then I was like, wait, that's not, this isn't a musical. I'm not oh. supposed to be watching this. <laughs> wait a minute, where's Chris Rock? <laughs> right? Yeah. And what, wasn't Heaven Can Wait, that was the title of the play, that became right. Here Comes Mr. Jordan, but it right. became another movie that didn't have – it had another plot like this, but it was not the same thing, and then was used for the remake with Warren Beatty. This is like – you need some sort of like Zodiac board, like you're chasing a serial killer to tie all the strings together of all the various – because it, it's like its own little universe, this one plot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised nobody's tried to do it again, but better, which I'm sure we'll <laughs> talk, talk about that at the very end here. So um, did you like Here Comes of- Mr. Jordan? I did. I liked it very much, actually. Okay, good. Very, very much. And surprisingly, uh, it got nominated for all types of Academy Awards. Uh, it even won for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, I think uh, Alexander Hall was even nominated for Best Director. Uh, Robert Montgomery was nominated for Best Actor. James Gleason, I think, was nominated for Best Supporting. So it got a lot of nominations, and it makes sense now. You know, that there were so many versions of it, and obviously they tried to make a sequel out of it, too. So I don't, I don't know what the reception was for the sequel, but I can see why they kept on redoing it. Um, just, just, I like American Pie uh, a lot, and I just don't understand why this one <laughs> didn't work, but I'm sure we'll talk about why maybe it didn't work. Do you think it's the rating? Do you think uh, not allowing Chris Rock to do his R-rated material hurts? Because I did wonder watching it, like... Yeah, some of the comedy, I guess, is it's meant to be offensive because it's coming out of a, an old white guy's, especially when he starts talking about, like, the, there's a sequence where he talks about a white mall and a black mall. You can definitely tell it's like, okay, when a, a, a black comic would be saying that, he would be saying it was some, you know, some pointed commentary at, like, uh, what white people sort of take for granted in a way. And instead, when it's coming out of a white guy's mouth, he's basically just shit talking them, <laughs> saying like, "Doesn't it suck for you?" But but not me. Like I and I thought that if they'd allowed it to be R rated, some of the material would have. For one, it would have been funnier because I did feel like a lot of it was just gloves off. Like it's not even good Chris Rock material. Even when he 
succeeds as a stand-up. I didn't really find any of it funny. Whereas I've I've laughed at some of his comedy specials before, but here I was just like, not even a chuckle. I'll just be like, yes, I realize you're being funny, I guess, but not really because I'm not laughing. And I thought maybe I you, didn't. You didn't laugh at all, I bet. <laughs> I didn't laugh at all. Nothing about this was funny. Um, you, you know, maybe because it was Chris Rock, I can't take him seriously. I couldn't take him seriously. <laughs> In the longest yard. Remember the joke in that movie where uh, the, all the convicts they had like a star rating for how how bad they are, and Chris Rock had like half a star. <laughs> you know that's that's what that's what I think about Chris Rock. Like he's half a star, and putting him in this lead role, like I, I think it, it loses it. Like I, it's it's a good idea, you know, that you're putting this black man in a white man's body. But I think it came down to the execution, Chris Rock being the lead. Um, not taking him seriously, like it, the the it's been done before and very well, you know, with Warren Beatty. But maybe, um, I don't know. Like, it's it's I think it's the execution. Like the the jokes just weren't funny. And why did he have to be somebody that struggled? You know, uh, getting booed all the time. Our previous incarnations you know, was a um, was a quarterback, you know, who was trying to get his team back into the Super Bowl. This boxer who was going for a, a championship title. This guy, you know, he gets stage fright. You know, he's a, <laughs> his jokes aren't funny. Like that's that's where uh, he's I think already really bad at flat. his job. He's already bad. And like and and at no point throughout the movie does he really like gain like, um, you know, more experience. I mean, we see him go up like on stage and he he's only good and I'm using air quotes here uh because he gets heckled and that's it. Yeah, it's something about like the other two versions especially in here comes Mr. Jordan like the very opening sequence is like I don't know somewhere out in I guess California in the middle of nowhere I don't know there <laughs> wherever back in the 40s they would just have little boxing matches next to a tree like at, at a picnic which is <laughs> is unless uh, you were saying very it's very generational of its time as far as like yeah. that's something that would not happen now. But you have no. two characters saying like he's going to be the next world champion. This guy's on the cusp of greatness. And you're right, Peter. <laughs> when we meet Chris Rock's character, it's like he's on the cusp of being told like maybe you should quit. And it is funny that how does he get better by becoming a rich white guy at comedy? Like he gets further removed from society. So why you would think he would know less about what makes people tick and like he's he's far removed from the every man so i didn't yeah that's i didn't really think about it but i don't understand why that's necessary at least in here comes mr jordan it's like there's a point like okay i've got all these resources available i can get myself in shape and i know how to box already so i can like do this but i don't know why he succeeds at comedy as an old white guy it was Weird to me, too, like, in the other two movies, you know, they're already, like you said, like, at the top of their game and everything. And then, so losing their life is, like, losing something really big, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, they were about to do this, like, great, amazing thing. And like you said, Chris Rock's character already, like, wasn't a good comic. He didn't really have anything going on for him. Like, it putting him in the body of, like, an old, rich, white guy, like, seems like a huge step up from his life beforehand. (laughs) You know, it's like... Why does he care whose body, except that he wants to be black again, essentially? Mm-hmm. Basically, that's kind of like what it came down to. That didn't really resonate with me like it did, you know, in the other things. He didn't seem to have anything that he was really 
striving for that seemed that important to me. Now, did you like the, it does seem like, okay, they introduced the romantic lead earlier because she kind of causes his accident. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, do you think that that works better than, and here comes Mr. Jordan where it's like, it's there. Like he definitely changes his mind, but he also has this boxing goal and trying to like win her heart. Whereas in down to earth, it's like almost, I mean, from the start, he is like, I'm going to use this body to try to win her over by doing like good deeds. I do think that the romance part of it felt less contrived in Down to Earth. Um, it like more natural, like you said, because we meet her earlier, and she doesn't fall for him right away too. That sort of helped that with the believability, you know. Like he's got to do all these things before he can woo her heart or whatever. In the other movie, she just kind of like it's like, oh wow, this rich man, he likes me. <laughs> I'm into it. So <laughs> I liked that a little better. I didn't find, uh, and I didn't have any, I, the weird thing is I went in this thinking like, okay, Down to Earth should be the funnier one because it's <laughs> starring a comic about a comedian. And yet I found Robert Montgomery, who I know nothing about, as Joe Pendleton to be far funnier because he just like, he like puts up with no shit whatsoever. Like he is, he's like always willing to basically, you know, in their terminology, like box someone's ears. Like he is ready to go if they don't do. And also I love the interplay with Corkle. And I love that Corkle is always getting yelled at for, for having these like weird conspiracy theories about what's going on with this guy. And I actually did find myself laughing at the 1941 version. And I didn't expect that. I thought it would be more like, maybe like a melodrama, like it's a wonderful life or something about getting a second chance. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know, Peter, maybe we should make a rule. No more Chris rock movies on this podcast. <laughs> Cause they're not funny. We're all in two right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, let me look at his filmography, but I, I don't know if there's like, well, I will say this top five was really good. I don't know if either one of you saw that, but that's by no means a no, remake. So can't, can't really do that. So I guess just Chris rock remakes, but um, yeah, I'm gonna have to look oh, right. more at Robert Montgomery, uh, comedic classics, apparently. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the longest yard with him in it wasn't that bad, but you know, I just don't like him. Well, the only funny <laughs> moment in it was when he explodes, spoiler alert, but when he, <laughs> like that, because I thought it was such a ridiculous death. I thought it was meant as a joke. And then they start playing like the sad trombone music and I'm like, Oh, I'm not supposed to be laughing at this. He was set on fire. Oh dear. <laughs> You know, one thing I do like about the Down to Earth, and maybe this, you know, was kind of a, a missed opportunity, but they do incorporate the staff a little bit more. We got uh, Wanda Sykes playing, you know, Wanda, you know, who is one of the maids, and she herself is a comedian and she's hilarious. Maybe she could have been a character that helped Mr. Uh, I'm going to mess up all the names. They, they all have different names here, but Wellington. Um, maybe she could have helped him, you know, shape him to be a, a better comedian. Uh, Cisco, you know, which I, I feel is also a racist. Um, he, you know, he was also funny. Hey, we find that out in the comedy club. He's laughing at all of the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I just um, like that. First off, he's Cisco the Butler. Also, like dabbles in racism as a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit, but um, some of both. Yeah, and oh, God, and and then when when Wellington's like. Or Chris Rock, I guess, as Wellington. He's going around looking for um, a TV with BET. It just brought me back to like the Suicide Squad and just made me roll my eyes. But you're a rich man. You, you, you really don't have BET anywhere else but 
like Cisco's room or Wanda's room. Or... I just assume you have everything. You just have whatever with, the entire package is. Yeah, with the packages that you pay for, you probably have to pay more to take it out of the package. Yeah. Then yeah. like just get it in it. Maybe that yeah, was Cisco fine. the racist at work. Insisted. <laughs> 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 yeah, he took it out. That. I also wanted to talk about because one issue I had on on that other podcast that loves Michigan. Uh, when we were talking about heaven can wait, uh, was I had issues in that version with the the, the killers, the the two that are plotting against. So basically, the reason that both of these characters, uh, Robert Montgomery and Chris Rocks, can come back into this rich man's body uh, is because they have these uh, a wife and uh, basically the the guy she's having an affair with who are plotting against them. Uh, and trying to steal his wealth and, and kill him uh, in the bathtub, I believe, in all versions. Uh, all versions, they drowned him. Yep. Yeah. Um, Drugged and drowned. Now, I didn't care for it in the Warren Beatty version. I thought it was awkward, and, and they made my boy Charles Grodin uh, a bastard. I have to admit, I didn't really – I thought it was sort of in the background, and here comes Mr. Jordan. Like, it was certainly there. But they didn't. I didn't feel like they cut to them for these like broad laughs that we had, and certainly in Down to Earth, because when you have Stifler's mom playing one of the characters, it's going to be broad physical comedy. And so yet again, like I, it's like when they, I liked the the laughs better, and here comes Mr. Jordan, and then even when they tried to get more laughs in Down to Earth, it got on my nerves. I hated when we were dealing with those characters, especially when. Uh, Stifler's mom, who I know she has a name, Jennifer Coolidge, but uh, I'll just keep <laughs> calling her that because that's me. More people will recognize it um, when she attempts to uh, basically go black to get his affections physically. I felt I was like, oh my god, this is inc- it's cringeworthy. This is incredibly yeah. awkward to watch. And if the the character uh, played by Chris Rock had reacted that way a little bit more, or maybe had some harsher language for her attempts there. I think it, they could have like earned that moment, but instead he just kind of he just kind of just lets it go. He just like moves past and is like, okay, whatever, and it's just left hanging there. And I, I can't imagine watching this in a theater with the crowd. Like I would probably be like ducking my head, thinking like, oh my god, what are we sitting through? Instead, I was just at home apologizing to my wife for having it on <laughs> in the background <laughs> as she scrolled on her iPad and shook her head at what I was watching. <laughs> Uh, but it, was that the case for you all? Did you find that just here comes Mr. Jordan was just like all those little side characters were just uh, better put like you, Alyssa, you mentioned the romance is more natural and down to earth. Do you feel like the mm-hmm. stuff in here comes Mr. Jordan with the like murder plot was better handled? I think so. I like that, you know, spoiler alert. I liked the whole movie better. Um, but yeah, I thought all of those characters were, if they weren't more developed, they made more sense to me. Like the the plot lines were a lot more natural. Um, like the handling of Corkle, where they're like, he's totally crazy. You know, at the end, he's walking around the mansion talking to Mr. Jordan, who he can't see, and he's not sure if he's in the room. So he's like whispering to plants and stuff like that. Like <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I would think that's a totally crazy person <laughs> doing all those types of things. So also obsessed with the saxophone that disappears obsessed out of the room. With the saxophone. Yeah. He's like, there's a walking saxophone somewhere, all that sort of stuff <laughs> that made a lot more sense. They kind of developed those weird little aspects of all of those characters more. Even Mr. Jordan, I thought he had a lot more personality in down to earth. You know, when, um, Joe Pendleton, uh, when they're looking for his body or whatever, and he keeps saying, I gotta get one that's, in the pink or whatever. And he's like, that's quickly becoming my least favorite color. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's funny. Cause I think that too now. Also him so, berating messenger seven zero one three. Like he is, yeah. he never lets him off the he's hook. Harsh. No, yeah. 
Yeah, he's that definitely no Warren Beatty. It was like back. Warren Beatty was like, "It's cool, man. We all make mistakes. Don't fire him." Yeah. But here he is. Yeah, he's not not having any of it. Even that and, makes and, more sense. You'd think you'd be a little more upset. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm dead and now my body's cremated. Like, obviously, I'm never going to forgive you for this. Yeah, and then they have that uh, ongoing play where Pendleton will like say, "All right, let's go," and he and then he'd be like, "No, no, no, after me or whatever he mm-hmm. says." You know, that goes on like three times. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I also agree with you, Alyssa, that, um, you know, everything pretty much in Here Comes Mr. Jordan is handled uh, much better. Uh, I feel there wasn't a really good balance um, in Down to Earth, you know, with uh, between the, the you know, the, the heart-filled moments and, and the comedy. It's just, it, it just didn't blend well for me. It was kind of all over the place. But um, I feel like uh, Here Comes Mr. Jordan was, like, uh, funny all the way through. You know, and I knew this was kind of coming, having seen, having come wait already. But the scene where um, Pendleton takes the body of Farnsworth and then like Mrs. Farn- Farnsworth sees him and then she collapsed. Like, I, I like that. Like, it was written a little bit better, too, because you don't see her in Farns- uh, Pendleton's like, hey, you should probably get her. You know, she's looking a little pale before she <laughs> and then you hear the collapse. Again. And then you just hear yeah. it. Yeah. And then you just hear it, you know, and I'm just like, oh, wow, they didn't even do that in Heaven Can Wait. And. Um. Yeah. It's just. Uh, it's just done better. Everybody is is funny. I, I do like a lot of the the side characters there as well. Um. The only side character I really like in Down to Earth is really Wanda and maybe John Cho as Phil Kwan. You know, he was kind of funny too. <laughs> I liked. Uh, well, oh, Frankie. Uh, Frankie, Frankie Faison. Yes. I thought he was, he was the only one that actually had. You mentioned some of the heartfelt moments. I felt like he was the only one that actually cared. About That's what had happened yeah. to to the the Lance character played by Chris Rock, he was the only one that seemed concerned, uh, even more so than Chris Rock, about accomplishing his dream. Like you, you could tell, like it p- sort of pained him that this guy, in certain regards, was being jerked around by heaven as far as being placed in various bodies as he's attempting to accomplish this goal. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has that moment after the memory has been, I guess, wiped the final time. And I, th- I thought that was actually like a sort of a touching moment. Uh, mm-hmm. And that that may be the only thing. Now I don't I don't know if it would have fit in the strangely more comedic. Here comes Mr. Jordan, because I think Corkle is just too goofy of a character. Like he's they play him for laughs so much that it would have been weird for him to be getting like teary eyed. Like the most he he does is like he really is like amazed that this guy could box with a bullet wound. Which I do I don't know if we brought that up yet, but <laughs> I was very confused that the boxer gets shot. Somehow, and no one notices. No one notices he gets shot, and then also he is shirtless, and so he was like fighting with a bullet wound, and no one. I, I felt like that was the uh, the only demerit I had for Here Comes Mr. Jordan was they could have. I mean, they didn't have to have him be shot. They could have just said that you know his heart was giving out or something, and just he got they an opportunity poisoned to, him beforehand. Some, yeah, like, something like something, that. You know, he's know. he's shot, and people were like, "Well, when the fighter don't." I mean, it was definitely. This is definitely like old-fashioned, I guess, America. There was no participation trophy. No one cared. If you got shot, well, you're still in the ring. You better win. And uh, that was that was about it. So, yeah, the, the only thing that I liked better in Down to Earth was the manager um, just in that moment. Um, but, yeah, that's that, that's a complete failure of a movie. The directors of American Pie uh, make a film that's not funny, and the only thing that works is uh, a bit of melodrama with the older manager. That's I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked. That's That's the only thing that really worked. That scene was, yeah, one of my favorites for sure. Um, when Whitney realizes that, yeah, Lance is no longer there. It's Joe Guy. 
we do get a similar scene with Corco, but obviously it's not as heartwarming, I guess, or a heartfelt or however you want to phrase it. But um, he he realizes, okay, this is K.O. Uh, Murdoch now. So he's like, oh, hey, isn't this your saxophone? And Murdoch's kind of thinking, he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess it is. You know, why, why don't you take care of it for me? And, you know, and he's, you know, it's a serious moment at that point. And so I, I did like that, but I still uh, give it to uh, Frankie Faison. Do you like the, the saxophone being the uh, some sort of physical representation throughout Here Comes Mr. Jordan where it clues people to like, oh, that's the guy because that's what he always – he always played that one tune and he played it kind of badly or he'd, hit, he'd miss this note. And I, I'm th- I guess in Down to Earth, is it like what he does with his manager's like hat or something? Like I don't – I couldn't – I don't think they really – that was about the only thing they tried to do physically it, to like alert. It definitely didn't come up as much. Like he didn't have a tell – the same way no and so i I was really thinking like man i I, if i'm going with anything i'm going with a saxophone over a hat tip or whatever tip of the cap um to it but is there anything anything else like we i usually how we try to wrap up the show is saying like if we were going to remake it today but my god we've we the three of us have watched three versions of this now and unless (laughs) you almost watched a musical sequel to it i almost did (laughs) I almost I, went to the play uh, recently <laughs> in Portland, of course. Yes, yes, in I Portland. Yeah. That. Uh, so let's say 2017. I, I, I mean, they should have already made one again by now, right? Like, it's they just crank them out. Uh, they've already they've moved away from sports with uh, comedy. Alyssa, can you think like what would be something that would be if they can a new take on this? If you're going to do put someone else in this type of position of going back to being another body. Um, if we're going to stick with the unrealistic aspect of it, like we could have a doctor or something like that, like some sort of skill set that maybe you could carry with you, but definitely haven't had practice with. Because I feel like that's sort of the theme with um, the football player and the boxer. The comedian, I don't know, like you're funny or you're not. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chris Rock's that funny, so didn't really play either way with me. We just lost a subscriber. He was like, I'm going to hang with these guys after that uh, terrible longest yard review they gave me, but I'm going to give them another chance and then, yeah, unsubscribe. No, We're sorry. No. That's that's Chris Rock, the, the one subscriber. <laughs> yeah. But that's my best – that's my thing. The medical stuff seems to be really big right now, so maybe there's a doctor next time and he's going to find the cure for cancer and then he gets killed or – I don't know. Oh, wow. So he has something really important to go back for. The stakes would be very high. I'd be big about that. I like that idea. What about you, Peter? Is there a Mm. particular job or scenario you'd like to see someone go back and try to complete? Well, I'm very unoriginal. Um, I really like that doctor idea very much, but... uh, Well, you can can do that. Who Who would play the doctor? How about that? Uh, Well, let's talk about the tone. I want to go for a more serious, gritty tone. Uh, you know, where it's not funny. Uh, you may have some, like, you know, light moments and stuff like that, but it'd be a little bit more serious, kind of like, uh, this is a bad example, but like Ghost, you know, where that's a dark tone. Yeah, you got Whoopi Goldberg cracking jokes, but uh, it's not a, it's not like a straight comedy. Like he was Earth murdered. Is. I mean, he was flat out <laughs> murdered. So yes. Yeah, straight murdered and, you know, something like that. So something a little bit darker and gritty. Um, somebody, you know, directed by... Who who have we liked? You know, David Finch. You know, um, maybe Jake Gyllenhaal in this role. Uh, perhaps a doctor, you know. Maybe, and if not, maybe we could still do sports, you know. Um, 
you know, there's there's still like baseball and basketball. Um, that's that's where I'm unoriginal because I I can't think of like a occupation right now that that's as good as a doctor there. So maybe maybe Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal is the doctor. Um, maybe he's saving his daughter or something, you know, and gets taken or like sister. I don't know. Yeah. As long as he's like not the heartstrings. He's not saving like football players. He's not Will Smith and concussion. That's not where you're going, <laughs> right, Peter? No. <laughs> I've never seen that one actually. And everybody <laughs> keeps asking him why he has a terrible accent. It's like <laughs> I'm in a different body. That's oh right, Smith. that too. That's right. <laughs> I was thinking of a focus for a second. I was like, I still haven't seen that one either. Um, let's see. It, I guess it almost really doesn't matter who like the the love interest is, uh, but who who would be the corkle? You know, who's somebody kind of up there uh, in in age now? Um, the you know the person we like to mention you know has has passed you know since we've done an episode. Um, Bill Paxton, hey, what, one of my favorites. Yeah, Bill Paxton. What what about uh what about a Michael Shannon? We we love bringing him. Love in. Love Michael Shannon. Uh, I I hope you know nothing bad happens to him. The uh, taking him yeah, from overrupt the man now. I was in I was in Ireland when I got the alert on my phone and my wife oh, was already right, awake. I do remember. And uh, she, you know, she checked her, you know, phone first thing, like most people do, and it said uh, Hollywood star Bill Paxton has has passed away, and she didn't want to tell me. She was hoping that it wouldn't pop up for some reason on my phone. She's like, I know it would ruin your day if you saw Bill Paxton had passed <laughs> away. Um, you know, I've I've got a different. Uh, I've, all right, this is too depressing. I'm going light again. I can't because the Bill <laughs> Paxton thing. Uh, I'm gonna go with. It wouldn't be like a Julia Roberts now. But I'm thinking like a runaway bride type scenario. Or if you want to go more serious, you want to go with like a David Fincher character or director, you would go like Gone Girl. I would put it like you could either go comedy or thriller where someone was about to make a mistake as far as like marrying the wrong guy. And they come back and they don't try to go back to their old ways. They're like, thank God I dodged a bullet. Now I'm someone else. And they just happen to keep somehow falling into that same social circle. And so that's, that's what I would go with. I would say, uh, and the, the bad guy would be played by Guy Pierce. He would be the villain. He would be the, <laughs> the guy you're not supposed to marry. And I don't know who the heartthrob would be. Jake Joel, so are, you, are you, are you thinking that the, the, the take on this may be that, uh, the first body is, is the final body? Like this is, this is a best case scenario. Like, wow, I, I'm fine with this. But then the, I guess the obstacle is that um, heaven is telling him no. You know, there, you were on the a wrong second path. body. You were on the yeah. wrong. Yeah. This, this, we we put you in the wrong body by mistake. But he's like, no, I'm perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and maybe maybe go that route. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't have to be so dark. It doesn't have to be like sleeping with the enemy or anything. Maybe it's just like you've got mail, where Meg Ryan and Greg Kinnear can break up, you know, on friendly terms, and then you go find Tom Hanks. Because that's what everyone was meant to do, is marry Tom Hanks with a yeah, golden retriever. I'm in line. Find <laughs> our own Tom Hanks. That's fair. When are we going to do that episode, by the way, Peter? I want to Which do, uh, it was, was it The Shop Around you've the Corner? Got mail. And You've Got Mail. That's the, the original and the remake. Right. Whenever you schedule it. <laughs> is it. Would it be poor form, Alyssa, to do that one outside the, the holiday season? Because that's like sort of a, a Christmassy movie. Uh- no, I don't think so. I don't like to define movies by their season anyway. I so like where your head's at. Give me... I'm up for like Christmas vacation in July type thing. You so I say go for it. Yeah, yeah. you're you're a smart yeah. individual. <laughs> yes, I, I would be uh, a diehard in February. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I know you, you're one, Mike, that, that likes to say that that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> you and, like, you know, I'm sure 80% of the population. Right, yeah. But, but how come we don't have birthday movies? There's plenty of movies with birthdays. That's a good question. You know, liar, liar. Why is that not, not considered a birthday movie? Do you want to start a new podcast on birthday movies? <laughs> yes. 16 Candles. That should be called a birthday movie. That's one of my favorite birthday movies. 16 Candles. <laughs> I mean, we could work in Christmas movies. It's the birthday of Jesus. So we could we just work those in too. We have a big list. All right. Uh, new podcast uh, that's going to be hosted by Peter, Alyssa, and myself coming soon when we get around to it. Birthday movies. Yes. Birthday movies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that, that should wrap us up. So, uh, Alyssa, uh, tell people once again where they can subscribe to your show and interact with you on social media. So, we are Hindsight Movie Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can send us emails at hindsightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And hindsight cast at Twitter, and you'll mostly be talking to me. So, if you like my opinions, tell me about it. If you don't like my opinions, keep your mouth shut. Sounds good to me. Way to do it. I don't know if we can top that. Um, <laughs> I know I can't. No, uh, we are at original remake as far as this podcast. Uh, Peter can be found. Peter, wh- where do you want to direct all of you? you? You host like 17 different podcasts, 18 now with birthday movies. Right. What is the yes, best place to interact with you? Because uh, I'll just admit, if you send it to Original Remake, much like Alyssa, it'll probably be Peter that's answering. Probably, yes. Um, well, I mean, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you can just find me on Twitter uh, or Instagram for that matter, at Podstalgic um, or at Rip Citizen, which is my. Um, which is my personal account, and I, you know, I tweet out all of my uh, episodes, and I pin uh, and usually the the most uh, current episodes on on the account as well. Um, but the the best way, the absolutely best way, is just to like my Facebook page, uh, Hydrate Level Four Presents Podstalgic, because I put all of my episodes for all of my shows uh, on there as well. Um, since we've recorded last, you know, uh, Hydrate Level 4 is no longer in existence. Uh, I did switch to Podstalgic, <laughs> which is also on another uh, network. That was so dark there for a second. Of... It no longer oh. exists. <laughs> it's well, been it, wiped it, it doesn't. from the face of the earth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, if you watch Back to the Future, you know how Marty almost like disappears. Mm. It's kind of like that. Okay. And, and then he comes back, you know, and he's kind of the same and maybe not really. Um, so that's that's what happened there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Find me on Twitter uh, because um, I don't know. I'm trying to top what she said. Uh, you know, um, keep your mouth shut because I, I keep Just my body in the pink or something. <laughs> there you go. Know. You saved it. All right. Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, I'm not going to try to top it. Any of that. Uh, you can contact me at War Machine Horse, and that is because my other podcast is called War Machine vs. War Horse. And like Peter's analogy, once you listen to it, you'll wish it no longer existed, like Marty McFly. <laughs> Yeah. But thanks for the download. I appreciate it. <laughs> right. We didn't uh, pip our shows clearly enough, uh, as we usually do. But uh, I, I, d- I did give you that alley-oop earlier yeah. Uh, yeah. in the episode. What's funny, Alyssa, is we always take time, like too much time, to pimp our other shows on this show. <laughs> but yet no one listens to this show. And far more people listen to the other two shows. So it makes – and I take no, – I don't – I never pimp original remake on that show. We should. Why are we doing this wrong? We should. We should – we should, should stop be the right other now. way around. Yes. Yeah. You wait. <laughs> when we start birthday movies, the podcast, I think it's going to explode. Here's a question. So. Does Independence Day count as a birthday movie? Yes.
Don't make me leave me with my foot in your be cool. It don't work. Welcome home, G. What are you doing? Back in that ass up. Well, you and me knock boots. It's just, you know, I've I've noticed lately you've been into the whole jet magazine thing and listen, I want a divorce. Is it because I tried to jack you? No, no, no. It's got nothing to do with you trying to jack me. The truth is, there's somebody else. Oh, you got another hoe. Look, just divorce me. You can have the house, the car. You can have whatever you want. I don't want it. Word? Word. You know, you're a great person inside. And you need to get in touch with the person inside. And until you do that, you need to stay inside.